Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Let's not even beat around the bush. Everyone, we got to talk about what I got, Maureen. Um, I went to the Twin Cities Vintage Fest this past weekend. Um, We were celebrating my brother's birthday, which is actually going to come out when this episode comes out. So happy birthday, Phil. Um, Happy birthday, Phil. uh, But he was like, I want to go to the Vintage City. So we're kind of like, you do? Because, like, he's not really into, like, clothes shopping. uh, But there were, like, vintage video games and... It was fine. It was, we went there late. Everything, it wasn't really picked over. There actually wasn't like a lot of a selection, to be honest. Oh. Do you want like a hard rock cafe tea? Or a hard rock cafe tea? Or a hard rock cafe tea? (laughs) Or something from like the Sturgis biker event, which my cousin from South Dakota was like, oh my God, I'm haunted. Cause like, I don't know. It was, but, but. I did but. run into some choice uh, <gasps> Lion King merch. I yes. found it's. I did clean it, and let me tell you, the Q-tips oh. came off. They came out pretty nasty after I cleaned this. I was like, wow, I did not expect that much grime, but my god. Apparently, this was like part of a series of cake tarp toppers. Um, oh, I think I have one of them. Yeah, I will. This one, I think, I will describe it. It is Mufasa. And Sarabi? Yes. It's Mufasa and Sarabi with baby uh, Simba. And uh, Mufasa's, like, sitting up. And Sarabi is laying down. And her arms are folded in the front with little tiny Mufasa being held. It's very cute. Simba. Little tiny Simba. Sorry, little baby Simba. And it's funny because, like, the parents are both kind of, like, looking into space instead of, like, admiring their beautiful child. But (laughs) I think that's more... um, And it was made by Applause... Um, and it says special edition on the bottom. I did look it up and these are like selling online for like 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. But I yeah. got it for $2. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I, the ones online are probably in better condition. Like there's some chips of paint missing, but honestly, it's, it's pretty nice. It is on the bottom. I don't think I told you this. <laughs> you can't really see, but it says Curtis. Cool exclamation point so it's curtis the name <laughs> underlined curtis and then cool i'm pretty sure it says cool or else it could say goal but i'm pretty sure it says cool um i don't oh think my gosh. i looked up there is like a curtis cool but i don't think he's from minnesota i think he might be a rapper um so or just a guy i i would like to think this is curtis cools the rapper or some old <laughs> cake topper and it also has, like, I think, like, the S, like, the Superman S. Um, I left that, though, for posterity on the bottom for you. I did yeah, thank you, off. thank you. Um, but it's it's a pretty nice, it's pretty hefty plastic. I don't think this was a cake topper, because I'm pretty sure this would sink. It's, but the other, I know it was, like, part of, like, a cake topper series, so. Or at least, when I looked it up, Applause TM, they had made. I don't know. I, I, like, just looked up, like, Lion King Applause Special Edition. I don't know if it was, like, the 10-year anniversary or something, because I don't know what makes it so special. Sarabi is my favorite character. I know. That's why so I was like, oh, my God. That's very exciting. And I Gotta. did also see, like, happy birthday pins, um, but those were, like, $10 for, like, a bunch of happy birthday pins, and I was like, I'm not getting Maureen that. I already had got her... <laughs> I almost walked away from this, and I turned around, I was like, it's $2. I just have to buy it. It was, like, right as we arrived, I found it. And 
Um, Want to see what I got when I went vintage store shopping? Of course. I did have a good time, though. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so cute. It's a beautiful uh, ceramic piggy bank. I love how soft and it's Mufasa, Mufasa Yeah, it's Mufasa and Simba's on his head. He's like, in, he's like in dad mode when they're like... Before Mufasa gets mad at him for going to the, the elephant graveyard. <laughs> or after. Yeah. After. It's like in the beginning when they're kind of like all cuddly. I love Mufasa. You put the coins through Simba. Oh, the coin goes through Simba's back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was 35 bucks at uh, the oh, garage wow. sale warehouse. Yeah, it was a little expensive, but it was But it looks beautiful. like it's in really good condition. Honestly... Oh, it is. There's no chips or anything. Yeah, this, I would say, I I mainly grabbed this because I was like, oh, Sarabi. I gotta get her. Yeah. I gotta grab her. Um, and it's, this one's ceramic, too. Yeah. Not this plastic. It's not plastic. Yeah, I think ceramic pieces, especially if they're, and, um, at the happy uh, birthday pins I found, though, I will say, uh, someone pointed out that the toucan did have the trans pride color. Um, like, like the, like the colors on the happy birthday pin uh, were the trans pride flag. Uh, I don't think that was on purpose. Yeah, Zazu said trans pride. Now I am headcanoning that that bird is transgender. So. Yeah. I don't know anything about toucan colorations. Are toucans, like, colorful when they're boys and not so colorful when they're girls? Or is that? I don't know. Are they all colorful? I don't, we, with the bird. Are toucans um, all colorful? Or are the boys more colorful than the girls? I can ask Google. I'm sorry, it's not a toucan, it's a hornbill. He's a hornbill. Oh, sorry. I... Obviously, I don't know a lot about birds. Especially not African birds. My girlfriend likes birds. That's good. She's just using Google right now. That's okay. Google is a resource. I know a few things about birds that, like, are here. I don't think hornbills are here. Hornbills are in Africa. They're the same coloration. The males just have the big beak protrusion. Oh, and Zazu doesn't have a big beak protrusion. <gasps> oh my so god! Maybe he has trans. trans bird rights! Oh, they're a different kind of hornbill. Oh. He's a, he's a different kind of hornbill. I, I mean, can we we can probably state that Disney probably wasn't trying too hard in their taxonomy there. Like, they've messed up pretty... Okay, no, you know what? That's a, also a different hornbill, but I, I don't know. Trans, trans Zazu. I mean, I remember I that, like, what was that farm movie where all of the cows ended up being female because all the cows had udders and, like, no oh, horns. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh my god, trans cows. I say we just take it and run with it. Yeah, yeah, like we do everything. Yeah. I went out with, uh... I went out with uh, my roommate, my girlfriend, and my roommate's parents the other night. Had a lovely dinner. Mm. And I uh, was talking. And they're like, so what are you doing when you get home? And I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta take some podcast notes. I'm like, oh, podcast? I'm like, yeah, you know I have a podcast. He's like, I can't remember what it's about. And I'm like, oh, you really? Oh, jeez. And, and then my roommate's mom goes... Furries? <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I was like, no. I mean, oh gosh. I mean, it's about cats and cats, like with it's about cats with human, like. I would say, like, when it comes to a Venn diagram of like, anim, anim, what is it? 
what is the word? Not animatronic. Anamorphic? Anamorphic. Anamorphic, like, beings. I would say furries and warrior cats and warrior cats fans. Like, it's, a, it's like, not quite a circle, but it's a pretty overlapping Venn it's diagram. Close, yeah. Like, I would say if you're a furry, you might like warrior cats. And if you're a warrior cat fan, you might like some furry stuff, but... It's you might just draw yourself as a cat all the time, but still not quite identify right. as a furry, but I mean, maybe you'll get there one day. Our podcast doesn't talk about <laughs> furry culture, so we don't talk about the furry fandom, really. We just talk about warrior no. cats, so. This is just about cats, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> We, we got to our new house. Yeah, and we yesterday. had, like, I I had, like, thank you for all the people who told me they enjoyed last episode, because I did full-on have a mental breakdown, um, just trying to understand what was happening with the character of Brambleclaw, um, just trying to wrap my mind around what the authors are even possibly trying to do. Uh, but other than that, we did have, like, a really beautiful end moment um, with yeah. our mom, uh, everyone's yeah. mom. And my wife, Golden Flower. So, yeah. Um, she's not my mom because we're married, but. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But she's your favorite mom. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I love her children. And we also had a beautiful, mo- we had quite a few cute moments between her and um, Longtail. So, yeah. It was a, it was some, it was a nice, sweet treat after, um, yeah. After all on, your confusion. Yeah. Full, full on, like, psychological, um, damage like i took psychic damage throughout the last podcast so i'm excited to see what i'm what hoops i'm about to jump through this time well luckily we get to start with our gal oh cool i'm sure this will probably have to do with like finding out if god still exists and maybe also realizing that all of a sudden a lot of people in river clan are sick it might be a month before we find out what happened with that. <laughs> right, yeah. Huh. So, when All was right, last so moon high? Last uh, full moon? Um, I think we were up in the mountains, remember? Because okay. we had a feast and crow so feather maybe, became crow feather. Maybe it'll be just like a couple, like two weeks. Maybe. I don't know how long it's been. I don't think it's been that long. Okay. Well, we definitely have at least a little over maybe like three weeks to go before we yeah see everyone again so we're still on that same night um so you know we're pivoting the camera okay Whoop. leaf pond cinderpelt find a rocky overhang to store their herbs they need to find an actual storage base but you know it'll do for tonight oh yeah this works keeps them dry keeps them high so the kids don't just shove it in their mouths yeah always important cinderpelt tells her to sleep there'll be plenty to do in the morning but Leafpaw can't sleep. As you know. Leafpaw has a question. Okay. For Cinderpelt? If... I guess. Oh, okay. She asks if this is really the place Star Clan meant for them to be. Oh, you're gonna ask Cinderpelt that? 
Cinderpelt says they'll know when Starkland's ready to tell. No, I know. I was like, I don't think Cinderpelt knows. Cinderpelt doesn't. She's like, stop worrying. Go to bed. And also Cinderpelt, like, when it co- we've talked about this, but when it comes to, like, sort of connection to Starkland, we've seen Cinderpelt, like, flex her abilities before, but she's not, like, really devoted <laughs> in the way that, like, I would say Leaf Pa is. Yeah. She's like Yellowfang. Yellowfang wasn't, like, crazy devoted, but she got the job done and she knew how to read the signs. She wasn't... Who was the guy before? Uh, Feather Whisker? Goose Star's uncle. Feather Whisker. Goose Feather. Oh, Goose Feather. So it was Goose Feather, then Feather Whisker. Yeah. Then Spotted Leaf. They're not the Goose Feather level of, um, devotee. Yeah. So Leafpaw can't sleep. She silently begs to know where Star Clan is. But eventually she does doze off because she opens her eyes and finds herself in a dream. Yeah, I was gonna say, girl, you should be, like, trying to go to sleep because that's the only time you ever get answers. She's standing on the hillside looking down at the lake. Okay. Stars reflected in the water. Uh-oh. The lake might be important. Ah, darn it. Don't let anyone, don't let Hawk Frost know. The island shone with moonlight, beckoning her to learn more about it. But she reminds herself that it can't be the place. Yes, it can. Well, I guess it can't. Maybe it's important, but not where Star Clan is telling her to, not where, not to meet Star Clan. Which is the burning question. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait for a second. Leafpaw, you just ask God to be like, give me a sign of where I need to go to, like, hear from you. And they said, hey, um, we're going to literally use video game mechanics and light up the quest marker with, like, neon shining lights and be like, hey, go there. And you're going to say, ah, and, but we already... We already decided that isn't where we're going to meet for our meetings. No, we know that. This is for some, like, there's something else there we want you to see. Um, maybe you should go look at that. Look at it. I'm going to be so mad if, like, we find out Hawkfrost went to the island and, like, fell down a hole and found, like, a cave, like, covered in, like, moonstone and, like, met a mm-hmm. god or something. And then he's, like, trying to harness that, like, power because he doesn't really understand how Star Clan works. And he's like, well, if I have a connection to the gods and I make sure no one else has a connection to the gods, I'll be the most powerful. I hope I didn't just, like, guess an actual plot point because that would be annoying. Anyway, girl, go to the island. Ask her girlfriend to show you. A breeze ruffles Leafpaw's fur. (laughs) And she starts to feel very hopeful and very optimistic about their future here. Like, yeah, this is the place. I'm feeling okay. All right. At least we're getting like, at least she's interpreting this pretty solidly. But I feel like Star Clan was like, go to the island. No. Okay. Well, don't worry about being here anymore. But you really should go to the island. (laughs) Leafpaw stares at the lake, and it starts to change. Ah, uh, is that going to be blood? The starlight fades and the water turns red. God! Leafpaw looks up, but the sky is still dark. This isn't sunrise. The scarlet waves seemed thick 
and slow. How are there waves on this lake? I thought this wasn't that big of a lake, but okay. I mean, you know, like small lake waves. You know, small yeah. lake waves. Like yeah, just gentle yeah, no, lapping. I know. I guess I'm just like, I. I need to know how big this lake is. I'm from Minnesota. A lake can be the size of like Duluth's lakes, like the Great Lakes, or it can be a puddle. We we really <laughs> just kind of count them all. Yeah. But it's okay. I guess I'm just going to imagine a small lake that's big enough. A boat can be on this lake. So a boat can be on this small. lake. Leaf Paw knows that this isn't water at all. Yeah. The lake is filled with blood. Oh, gross, man. Another gust of wind hits her, hot and dusty, smelling Ugh. of crow food. Gross. She shakes with terror. A voice spoke clearly in her mind. Before there is peace, blood will spill blood, and the lake will run red. Hey, that's the, um, prophecy. Yep. And now Leafpaw knows it. Did Wait, who got the prophecy before? Uh, Yellowfang. Uh, up in Star Clan. Oh, right. I was like, wait a minute. I thought we already knew this. Also, <laughs> Wow, once again, showing the Firestar's uh, bloodline favoritism instead of giving this to the actual medicine cat, we'll give it to the Firestar's daughter. Maybe, uh, I don't know, I suppose we don't know if... Maybe it involves her. Cinderpout? No, Leafpaw. Yeah, I know, but usually prophecies should go to, like, the medicine cat. Yeah, but if it's a prophecy about Leafpaw, then maybe you should go to Leafpaw. This is a fire- that's a Firestar rule, though. <laughs> We've never heard of any clan cats really getting prophecies, even when they are about them. Also, But she uh, is a that... medicine cat apprentice. Okay. I know, I know. But also, stop saying that. I don't want our sisters to fight, ever. <laughs> that's true. Or mom and dad to fight us. <gasps> or them- they're <gasps> not blood, but- I just don't want no fighting. Oh. No fighting, Shakira, Shakira. This is illegal. <laughs> I will stop it. You'll reach don't into the book how. and rearrange the words. Don't ask me how, I'll make it happen. Leafpaw wakes to Sorreltail calling for Cinderpelt, and a cat yowls in pain somewhere in the hollow. Uh oh. Mousefur has a pain in her belly. Aww. So they follow Sorreltail to where Mousefur had made her nest. Has Mousefur drinking any water? She's laying on her side, body twisted in pain, and jaws gaping as she yowled again. Cinderpelt asks Mousefur if she knows what caused this. Has she eaten any crow food? Crow food? No, did she think she's mouse-brained? <laughs> she yowls again. Ha 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 Leafpaw has a horrible realization. Mm-hmm. She takes Cinderpelt aside and murmurs that Mousefur must have drank the water Mothwing found. Leafpaw thinks it was tainted and tells Cinderpelt about the dead rabbit. Cinderpelt lets out an exasperated sigh. <laughs> oh gosh, of course this had to happen. Like, honestly, there is no rest for the medicine cats. Welcome to your new place. You haven't even figured out where to properly store your medicine. Here is the worst case of dysentery you've ever seen. I actually don't know if that's what caused dysentery. I just know it was, like, 
diarrhea. <laughs> well, Cinderpelt asked Sorreltail if any other cat drank the water. Sorreltail says no, but Cinderpelt wants her to check and make sure that golden flower and Longtail didn't. Oh, no. No! Cinderpelt Cinder has Mousefur lay down. Her stomach looks unnaturally distended. Uh, ugh. That's unpleasant. Mousefur asks for herbs, but they haven't had time to look for any yet. She starts to vomit. And Cinderpelt says this could be good. good. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is probably good. good. Just, it's better to vomit. It, it, it vomits good because that means hopefully it hasn't gone all the way through her system. Yeah. When Leafpaw's like, yeah, that could be that could be good, and she's feeling really helpless. Start looking need for to find like supplies. vomiting herbs, or like we gotta find something. We gotta let's just go. One of us has to go and start looking. Well, they'll need to find supplies right away in the morning. Oh, it's not even morning Leaf- yet. Okay. No, we're still at night. I didn't know. I didn't realize. Leafpaw offers to take water mint and juniper berries to the other clans in case they drank the water too. Cinderpelt's eyes widen in surprise and Leafpaw winces. She had become used to thinking of the four clans as one, with shared problems and shared solutions. I mean, the medicine cats have always kind of been like... But I suppose they usually wait until, like, a... Dire and someone meeting. comes and asks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with boundaries being reestablished, is Leafpaw being disloyal to her clan? Oh, wow. Did someone actually ask that, or was that the narrator? That's an, that's Leafpaw asking. Leafpaw's like, oh. I don't think Cinderpelt would think that. She was friends no. with her dad. Well, Leafpaw says they should at least check on Wind Clan. They were the weakest, so they could be in the most danger. Cinderpelt Wind nods Clan. and says she can go in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Wind Clan. Sorreltail returns. Goldenflower had a bellyache, but she was sick, and it isn't bad now. That's so, good. Thank yeah. God, bit, I would have rioted. It would have been, it would have been ugly, folks. And Longtail was asleep and looked fine, so Sorreltail didn't wake him. Was he breathing? Was he breathing? Yes, he was check. sleeping. A leafpaw murmured that Mothwing meant to be kind. And Cinderpelt doesn't seem to blame her too harshly. She says every cat makes mistakes. And Mothwing would be the first to admit she has less experience than the other medicine cats. And sometimes, ca- and sometimes, and sometimes cats are um, sabotaged. Well, Cinderpelt hopes for River Clan's sake that she doesn't make this sort of mistake too often. She'll need all the I help don't. Storm I hope Clan she kills her brother. Her. That's for sure. Hope she kills her brother next. Perpetual poops then sh- for Hawk Frost. <laughs> no. No. Mouseford eventually gets some sleep. I know you would. There's no use for Leafpaw to try. Dawn is already breaking. So her and Cinderpelt go to find Firestar. The light seems to have cheered up the clan. Birch Kid is playing, and the sight of the kit made Leafpaw's heart lift. And she forces that nasty prophecy from her mind. That was pretty nasty. No! 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 Stop it! Stop! I hate this! Every time! Every time! Well, she has bigger fish to fry. Tell your mentor! She's right there! You can tell her while you're walking! (sighs) Nah. That's a lot. (sighs) Will I ever know peace? No. 
Alright, so this must be the right place for ThunderClan to settle. There's a kid playing. Everyone's happy. Yay. Right, yeah, because kids... Kids aren't just adaptable. <laughs> also, they find Firestar surrounded turf. by some warriors. Yeah, but it just looks right. I don't okay. know. Great. I'm just glad... Okay, it's alright. I'm glad everyone's feeling a little more cheery this morning. <laughs> and and absolutely everyone, everyone, side announcement from Brennafist. No one... No one thank Rambleclaw. Never be grateful to him for anything. He needs to learn. <laughs> he needs to be humbled. I don't... Actually, I just want everyone to get in line and spit on him. <laughs> oh my god. So Sandstorm offers to organize the hunting patrols. And Leafpaw is proud that her mother is one of the best hunters in the clan. Aww. So cute. Dustpout will take charge of guarding the camp, and he'll see what they can do about the entrance. Oh, I love you, Dustpout! Let him go. Brambleclaw offers to take care of boundary patrols, but Firestar thinks that's a huge job, so he wants Brackenfur to help him. Cloudtail is going to take a patrol and work outward from camp, exploring the territory. Thornclaw asks what he should do. But Cinderpelt interrupts. They have a problem. She tells him about Mousefur and how they need herbs and about sharing some with WindClan. Cinderpelt insists that they can't leave WindClan to suffer if there's something they can do. Firestar agrees that WindClan has been through enough. Thornclaw can go with them. Mousefur is asleep with Goldenflower, and Longtail is awake and greets them. Both of them seem fine. Longtail had a bit of a bellyache, but is also fine. And he wishes them luck on finding herbs. Leafpaw and Cinderpelt go back to the center of camp. Warriors are dividing up patrols. Brambleclaw is headed purposefully towards Squirrel Flight. But before oh he God. reaches her, Ashfur bounds over. Good. And he tells her that Ashfur. Sandstorm wants her Ashfur. for the hunting patrol. <laughs> Ashfur diversion. Brambleclaw watches her go with a mix of frustration and disappointment. But he doesn't stop her. Leafpaw sighs. See, like, look at these two. They could literally just talk. Like, you'd yeah. be like, hey, before you go... I don't know what... God. Well, there's something wrong between them. But Leafpaw doesn't know what. <laughs> Leafpaw, Cinderpelt, and Thornclaw are ready to leave. Beyond the rocky walls, ThunderClan's new territory awaits. Wanna hit me with a cat fact? Of course I do. Good evening, folks! Well, as I always say, nothing like waiting less than a year for a full revival of something that came out not too long ago. That's right, folks, we are at the premiere of the Cat Fact, Cats Who Acts Triple R, which confusingly is not the rating, um, but stands for the full subtitle of an already long title, uh, the Cat Fact, Cats Who Act, Rebooted, Remade, and Reimagined. Maureen, aren't you so excited to be back on the red carpet with me? I am so excited to be here, Brenna. <laughs> Look at all these uh, whiskers and tails. Oh, Maureen, I miss you too. Now, let's stop reminiscing as our first star has arrived. The little salesman himself, Morris the Cat. Woo, so, Morris. as I mentioned it, at the start of the show, uh, I went to the Twin Cities Vintage Fest, 
and they have like a miniature gallery of some iconic items and one of the items that actually caught my eye because I recognized it immediately was merchandise featuring Morris the cat I believe it was a like a tote bag and two t-shirts <laughs> and um bought them Morris the cat is a relatively famous cat star that I did not cover the last time we did this uh, series oh. for cat fact cat who act um and this came down to mainly um he was sort of before my time and when he kind of was like hot and even yeah. though he popped up in my research from time to time i wanted to cover cat stars from media i actually seen like salem from sabrina the teenage witch and homeward bound yeah I ignore orangey who i did cover and i didn't ever know any of his stuff but but the rules are made up <laughs> and the points don't matter um, yeah yeah but after seeing this and saying to my cousin, oh my god, it's Morris the famous cat that I don't know enough about to tell you why he's famous, um, <laughs> I decided it was a sign uh, to delve back into this topic and do Morris justice. Yes. Uh, so, Morris is a cat that started in advertisements for Nine Lives Cat Food starting in 1969 and still represents the brand today. Um, the orange one? Yes. Ah, I know what you're thinking. That's 53 years. That's 35 years more than the higher end of an average domestic cat's lifespan. Um, you're correct. Because Morris has been betrayed by three cats overall. Um, ah. So let's begin with the classic. In 1968, Nine Lives Cat Food, uh, which is actually a subdivision company of Starkist Food, the tuna company. It's their pet food company. Oh. Um, asked uh, the animal trainer, Bob Martwick, uh, for a macho cat for an upcoming commercial. Uh, Bob a macho Martwick. cat. Yes, um, <laughs> that, that's a quote. Bob Martwick is actually an interesting character in himself. Uh, just a little aside here. I just I looked further into him and I was like, oh my god, he was a Navy pilot in World War II, um, and then became an engineer, and then after rescuing a boxer from being euthanized, uh, he found his true passion in animal training, and so he started a dog kennel and breeding business. And eventually, after being introduced to the commercial world, started finding and training animals for jobs throughout the Midwest. Um, oh. So he found the eventual star Morris in a similar fashion to the boxer. Uh, Lucky, which was Morris's name before he was Morris, mm -hmm. um, was a big old, big old orange tabby residing in the Hinsdale, Illinois Humane Society after being rescued from an alley fight. Um, Martwick found him literally the day he was about to be euthanized. And oh. despite the torn island um, and dog-like attitude, Martwick was pretty sure he'd found the right cat for the job. Um, Obviously. I tried, looking, I tried looking for some of the images, and I don't think you can really see the torn island at all, but he is a big ah. orange cat. He is a big boy. Um, and I would have to say it's an understatement, because uh, showing Lucky um, last of all of the cat candidates... Lucky walked right in and started butting his head on the art director, demanding to be the huh. center of attention. And he would be, um, because Lucky became Morris. And from 1969 to 1978, Morris starred in 58 commercials. Wow. Um, Martwick was at his side the whole time. He lived with him as a pet um, and was his handler throughout his career. Uh, Morris was a sarcastic and haughty cat who was so finicky that only nine lives would satisfy. Um, he was voiced by John Irwin, who was the original He-Man voice actor. Um, 
He won two Patsy Awards, which we discussed when I previously did this series. That's basically the pet Oscars. Um, yes. And he was also the in a movie called... Yeah. He was also in a movie called Seamus with uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, and he eventually passed in 1978 at 17 years old. Um, he was buried in the yard of Martwick, um, who loved him throughout his whole life. Mm-hmm. And despite the passing of the original Morris, the legacy and successful marketing campaign would live on. Um, How did they the sec- find another cat that buff? Well, the second Morris was found and handled by Barb Mar- Bob Martwick, so they stuck with him to find. Um, oh, that's good. And he was also a rescue cat. Um, okay. The company, even the, a little bit of a spoiler, but even the cat, the third Morris, who's still uh, alive today, um, is also a rescue cat. Um all right, that's good. And the, the second Morris, actually, they uh, Bob kept it a secret where he got him from because so many people came forward saying, um, he was my cat, he was my cat. Similar to what happened with Dewey, um, the library cat. Um, and he yeah. was just like, I'm never telling you guys where he came from because, like, I found this cat at a rescue center. It's obviously not anyone's cat <laughs> that yeah. was, like, t- loved <laughs> or tracked, really. Um Yeah. The second Mar- Morris uh, was also Bob Martwick's pet um, and lived with Martwick until the cat passed away. I didn't really get a specific date on when that happened. Um, and Bob did eventually pass away in 2001 at age 75. Um, there were also some business changes with the Nine Life Company behind, like, who owned it and, like, like mm-hmm. Heinz owned them at one point. And then the advertising company that had Morris the cat originally, like, parted ways with the company, but... Nowadays, um, Morris is also part of their brand. The current Morris lives in L.A. with the handler Rose Cordile. Um, he is also a rescue animal. And uh, I wanted to hi- highlight the brand has always emphasized um, rescuing pets. Um, and they do promote it. At one point, they launched a million for Morris in 2006. Uh, sorry, 2006. It was a campaign to get a million pets, um, pet cats adopted um Aww. and it was launched by Morris adopting his own cat called Little Mo which was just a, a kitten <laughs> an, a baby kitten that was a little orange guy um Aww. and they did an interview with him <laughs> to like launch it and <laughs> Morris actually had a very prolific career this was throughout um the original Morris's run and till today um he appeared on Oprah and Good Morning America he was oh. named Animal Star of the Year by U.S. Magazine. He hosted Morris's Salute to American Pets, which showed heroic pets. I believe this happened in 2001, post 9-11, as sort of like a America, you know, all that stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, in, in quotes, three books, The Morris Approach, The Morris Method, and The Morris Prescription. Um, I didn't look up if those books still exist, I'll I'll look into those after. <laughs> and uh, he also ran for president twice, um, in 1988 oh. and 2012. Um, oh, he continues to represent the brand and bring attention to cats needing adopted adoption. Um, and can be found on social media. I've linked their Twitter, and they uh, highlight pets that have been adopted. Um, in the past. Uh, I did link a YouTube playlist, a non-official like YouTube oh. playlist, of a bunch of the commercials um, in the oh. episode description. So you can kind of see... He reminds me, me a bit of Garfield, 
like a bit of the vibe is he's kind of just like yeah. a, he like it's kind of a rude cat but he's like oh only nine lives so i guess i'll come inside like oh yes mom um and i am gonna say we uh are not associated with nine lives and are endorsing them in any way though i do appreciate the work that they've done for um getting cats adopted so yeah good for them yeah I'm yeah and i do appreciate yeah. that they made a point that morris was always um a rescue cat i will say the morris yeah. that they have now is less buff than the original like yeah, the, the original guy he is just you can tell he they found him in an alley cat fight like he just yeah. kind of looks um and the fact that he was he was uh described as the clark gable of cats and oh that he was the big cheese um like he apparently was a real uh character and uh the fact that he literally walked in and was like all right pet who wants to pet me like you can tell this was cat who um he knew what he wanted got what he wanted yeah, yeah. so and, and he was and he was appreciated um during his life and i always love hearing about um animal handlers that really love their pets especially yeah um I, I, I looked more into him. He did eventually retire from the dog breeding and dog kennel business, but he did continue um, to, like, find pet stars throughout the Midwest. Um, he also, there was, like, a beer company um, that had a, like, spokesperson that was a dog uh, that was also handled by him. And when that dog passed away, uh, he was, um, Morris actually sent his, uh, you know, well wishes to the brand publicly uh-huh. and morris the original morris the cat he also had an obituary published in a bunch of newspapers but Aww. yeah he's kind of like uh kind of like the santa claus movies where there's always just someone who replaces the next santa claus it reminds me of that like there's always a morris the cat um so and i'm glad that the brand has done they did they've done like different um other like uh charitable things um throughout they talk more about it on the website but i kind of just highlighted the major ones that's wonderful that's always good to hear well thank you yeah loved hearing about that big buff boy i know and i told you guys i i do return to topics i think this is the first time we've officially returned yeah. to a topic there's a lot of good cat stuff so you know I know. I hope everyone's ready for the obnoxious red carpet music to be back again. Oh, yes. God bless. All right. Ready All to right. see Thunderclan's new territory? Woo. Oh, who are we, who are we joining? Are we going with... Oh, we're sticking oh, with we our gotta... gal. Yeah, we gotta go with her. Is she going to WinClan then? Well, first I gotta find herbs. Okay. Because I was gonna be like, do we even really kind of know? I suppose we kind of drop them off. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I would be lost, so. <laughs> Leafpaw is gathering herbs with Thornclaw, and they've walked away from the camp. Ahead is Cloudtail, Brightheart, and Sorreltail sniffing around the roots. Can you, I know we mentioned Thornclaw, can you give me, like, should I remember any significant things Thornclaw's done? Um, I guess not really. Uh, he is, um, Brightheart, Brackenfur, and Cinderpelt's brother. Okay. Um, the name, he like, was... rings a bell, but I was like, am I forgetting any major plot points with them? I mean, he was the first uh, warrior Firestar made, but otherwise... Okay. I know. just want to make sure, like, 
there isn't like some point in the future where he's like, well, I killed my sister, and we're like, I'm like, huh? Who? No, no. no. <laughs> okay. He was, uh, I mean, yeah, Brackenfer and Cinderpelt were apprenticed first for some reason, and then. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I don't know why, but that happens. Yeah, so, like, but. Every couple. It happens all the time. <laughs> the Sorrel Tail calls out a greeting to Leafpaw before the patrol headed deeper into the woods. That's your girl plan. Well, oh, and Leafpod heard uh, Cloudtail smells fox, but it was Brightheart says it was very stale, so nothing to actually okay. worry about. That's good. I mean, you're all, you know, we, we're still discovering stuff, so. Yeah. So they follow though. the sound of running water. Cinderpelt says they aren't likely to find Juniper here, but Leafpaw suggests they could find Waterman or Shervil Root. They Shervil reach a stream. Shervil Root. Sherville. Yeah. Sherville. S-H-E-R-V-I-L. Sherville. Okay. They reach a stream, but can't find anything. And they splash across the stream, but still can't find anything. But Leafpaw smells damp soil and heads away from the stream. And she finds some water mint hidden in the bracket. Oh! Hey! Oh. That's good. Uh, what, what do we pulp- need? Watermint. Oh, the, the okay, belly. good. Good job. Yeah, no. That's what they're... T- they were gonna get juniper berries, but they're not gonna find any, so it's like watermint or chervil root for the belly aches could work, too. Oh, sorry. I'm, no, I'm yeah, seeing. I wasn't I took, very clear I took my that. stupid pills before we started the podcast to make sure I was ready. As you always do. Yeah, I, I have to make sure yeah. to, like, uh, just full, full idiot time. Yeah. Uh, so Cinderpelt praises her and says there's enough to supply them regularly here. Cinderpelt is going to take some back to camp. We should learn agriculture. That'd be really cool. Thornclaw and Leafpaw can go to the Windclan camp. But Thornclaw insists on escorting Cinderpelt home since they don't know these woods yet. That's pretty smart, to be honest. Yeah. They stop quick to hunt and Thornclaw fetches a squirrel for them to share. Over the prey scent, they don't smell the three cats a little ways off. They spot the Wind Clan cat. Oh, the cats. The cats spot the Thunder Clan cats and comes towards them. It's Torn Ear with Owl Paw and White Tail. Oh. So yeah. it's Wind Clan cats. Hey guys, anyone like pooping themselves to death? Torn Ear asks what they're doing here. This is Wind Clan territory. Is it? Thornclaw asks what he means. The boundaries haven't been marked yet. Whitetail explains that they're making them now. Yeah, Firestar had mentioned rubbing our bodies and peeing. <laughs> well, Firestar had mentioned the stream being the boundary. This is the Wind Clan side, but Thornclaw pointed out that it was only a suggestion, and there were trees around them, which is Thunder Clan hunting grounds, not more for Wind Clan. Tornier says there isn't as much moorland as back in the forest. Yeah, I they mean, need I don't more space that's to support their We can't their be like every, everywhere there's a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well, Thornclaw says firmly that they aren't extending it here. Okay. Leafpaw asks Cinderpelt if Starclan would show them the boundaries. But Cinderpelt no. says they wouldn't get involved in those kinds of disputes. <laughs> Barely. The cats, the cats all stand around awkwardly. 
I don't, like, I feel like this is, like, we can move on. We'll have this discussion a different day. Yeah, no one really wants to fight after we all had that, you know, kumbaya journey. Like, Yeah, I mean, none of us do. I would not trust Hawkfrost far enough to throw him. Well, no. Well, Whitetail sees the stems, and she asks if it's for bellyache. Leafpaw says, yes, are some of their cats ill, too? Whitetail says, Morning Flower and Darkfoot are. No! Tornier says, Barkface was off looking for Juniper, and he hopes it doesn't take long. Morning Flower looked pretty sick. No! I don't even well, remember, really, but not my queen. <laughs> that is correct. Leafpaw tells Cinderpelt that she'll take the water mint to Wind Clan right away. Thornclaw can go back to the hollow, and the Wind Clan patrol can take Leafpaw. Cinderpelt says, of course, be quick. The Windclan cats lead Leafpaw to camp. Whitetail is going to take Leafpaw straight to Morningflower, while Tornier tells Onewhisker that she's here. Morningflower was limp on the ground, oh, her breathing geez. harsh and shallow. Her stomach is distended, and she had been vomiting. She looks as if she's just a paw step away from Starclan. I feel like this... I feel like this, like, is more extensive than just, like, I gave some old people water. But, okay. Leafpaw only lays one paw on Morningflower's belly. Then she's interrupted by a furious snarl. What do you think you're doing here? Who is it? I don't know. Uh, cut scene. We're back Are with our you... boy. I don't want to hang out with him right now. I want... No. No. Whoop. Brambleclaw smells I a fox. Skipped the chap I would have skipped the chapter. Yeah. If I was in middle school reading this, I'd be like, I don't care. And skipped <laughs> all of the Brambleclaw chapters. Yeah. Would have ripped the pages out, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you a copy. You can do that Except with. the ones with scroll flight on it. Leave those ones. Oh, yeah. It, Leave it just the parts of the pages. Slim pickings. But Slim pickings. My god. What can he possibly have to do? He smells a fox. Okay, cool. We already decided it was stale. No, that was a different fox. This one had been here oh, not too okay. long ago, so they should probably report it. Okay. So Brackenfur and Brambleclaw are leading a patrol with Dustpelt and Rainwhisker. Um, cause Dustpelt was gonna work on the entrance, but I think he has the apprentices doing it instead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Keep them close. Yeah, so. Dustpelt. Dustpelt went on patrol with them. So they're out finding landmarks for the new boundaries and putting down the scent markers. Brambleclaw feels better today. The other cats had seen how good the hollow was for their camp in the daylight. And Firestar chose him to patrol the new boundaries. He's just feeling great. Yeah, good. Oh, great. I'm glad. I would have been really annoyed if you were having a tood. Dustpelt sniffs a branch, and he looks so concerned while the others come to check it out. <laughs> what? Two legs. Oh. But it's stale. Days oh. old. Days old? But they come here. Days old. It was days old. Uh-oh. But they come here, Dustpelt says. 
And if he never sees another two leg again, it will be too soon. We are very traumatized. Yeah. Brambleclaw tries to comfort him. It's the first scent they picked up since they left the hollow. Well, Brackenfur suggests that they hunt. That's a nice it's a distraction. Little kid and we can kidnap them. Well, they hunt really hard. They're really focused on it. Brambleclaw is stalking a thrush. He catches it and bends to bite its neck when a weight lands on him. Oh, jeez. Claws dig into him. Jeez. What is his clanmate doing? Who is this? You're correct, because it's Rowanclaw, a shadow clan warrior. Brambleclaw asks what he's doing. Rowanclaw says he's defending their border. He crossed their scent markers. Oh, God. Oops. Brambleclaw hadn't noticed any scent. He says it must be too faint. And what he doesn't say is that maybe the clan scent had become so mingled while traveling together that they couldn't tell them apart. And wow, wouldn't that be a nightmare for marking boundaries? Really much. Rowanclaw doesn't buy it and accuses him, accuses him of trying to steal territory. Okay. This is dumb. Yeah, we've got it on both sides. Not looking forward to this happening for the next forever. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, Brambleclaw argues that the border was at the clearing in the stream. But the stream veers deeper into ShadowClan territory. They've continued it in a straight line. He tells Brambleclaw to watch out for scent markers next time. He'll know exactly where the borders are. Okay. That's okay. R- <laughs> Rowanclaw looks ready to pounce, and Brambleclaw braces for a fight. Then Tawny Pelt comes and knocks Rowanclaw down. She asks what he's doing. It's too like, soon to start fighting over territory. Rowanclaw glares at her. What a surprise, the half-clan warrior he hisses. They all know she'd rather defend her brother than her clan. Tawny Pelt protests. I hate him. Brambleclaw said. He yeah, sucks. Brambleclaw says that isn't true. He knows Tawny Pelt is loyal to Shadow Clan. Rowanclaw growls. If you ask him, all the cats who went to see that badger have forgotten which clan they belong to. Brambleclaw is about to spring at him when more cats appear. Cedarheart, Oakfur, and Talonpaw. Brambleclaw can't take on a whole patrol. And you know, his sister's there and she'd probably also have to beat him up. And he knows she could. Uh, Brackenfur calls to him, and he's racing towards him with Rainwhisker and Dustpelt. And everyone is getting ready to fight. Oh my god. It's been a night! How- why are we fighting about borders? We have barely established them. Because everybody's been too nice to each other. They gotta be I suppose. Now. I guess- you know what? Actually, I did ask for this. Not too long ago, yeah, so you know what? You did, didn't you? I'm down. I'm down for a stupid fight. Stop. It's Fire Star. Oh. She comes out of the bushes. Dad. It's dad. It's dad coming emerging from the bushes. Why? Mm-hmm. He's just there. He's, He's always there. 
He's furious. He cannot believe how stupid they're all being. If they can't establish their boundaries peacefully, they'll shed the blood of every cat in the forest. Brambleclaw, you got it. Brambleclaw takes a step back, stung. He tells Firestar that they may need to fight. This is their home now. But Firestar you, cuts him okay. off. Okay, that's Once enough. Again, we need to test Brambleclaw's. What is it, folks? His comprehension skills. Because they are poor. That's not what he said. <laughs> he said they will fight, but later. <laughs> we gotta give it a moon. Then we can kill each other again. Yeah, he literally said not right now. Jesus. Firestar's eyes are cold. He says if ShadowClan has set scent markers, this is their territory. Dustball says he didn't smell any. But Firestar hisses that he will not accuse another clan's cat of lying. Firestar oh, asks Rumclaw. <laughs> I mean, okay. Firestar asks Rowanclaw about the stream, and Rowanclaw explains. And Firestar decides ShadowClan has the right to be here. ThunderClan will find other places to hunt. He calls his warriors to come back to camp. Brambleclaw can't believe what he just heard. But when he comes to where he caught the thrush, he smells a faint scent. It's the Shadow Clan marker. Ha ha! So weak he could hardly recognize it, mingled with the scents of other clans. But Brambleclaw isn't any less angry now that he knows Shadow Clan wasn't lying. Oh my god! He's not mad at Shadow Clan. He's mad at Firestar. Explain it. Carrying... Explain it to me, kid. Tell me why. If he... if he carries on like this, he'll end up giving the entire forest to the other clans. And Brambleclaw yeah, wonders definitely, why it definitely, can't... Definitely, 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 definitely. He wasn't just trying to avoid um, his minimal amount of warriors from dying in a literal useless fight. You know? He wasn't trying... It almost is... Uh, guys, hey guys. It's almost as if, um, uh, this whole politicking thing we do is half fighting, half avoiding fighting. Like, yeah, it's almost like diplomacy. Wow. wow. Cat God, diplomacy. God, God, I, you'd be such a shitty leader, Brambleclaw. You'd be, you'd be a shitty leader. You'd be a shitty, Excuse um, me? Uh-huh. Excuse me? Brambleclaw? Yeah. He'd be a shitty leader, and he would be a shitty <laughs> Be a crappy deputy. leader? He'd be a crappy leader and a crappy deputy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's not- he's dumb. I know, you're just- you're, you're the one who has to edit that out, so. What? Oh! You're swearing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's the heat okay. of the moment. What I meant to say was, Brambleclaw would be a crappy leader and yes. a crappy deputy. I'm not saying yes. he doesn't have the potential to be better, but, but just right now, like right now, it's like he feels a lot of feelings, but doesn't like say anything 
so that someone can put him right. Like, <laughs> I wish she'd be like, why, why are you calling us off, Firestar? And Firestar would be like, look around. And, like, they all look around and they're all, like, haggard. <laughs> like, throwing Literal up. Literal like, shambling corpses. Skeletons. Like, come on. <sighs> I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't believe I swore, like, like, half a dozen times. Bramblecaw is really... He's really bringing out the worst in you. The worst? Bramblecaw wonders why it can't be like their journey, where they discuss decisions. Every cat had opinions on their new home. What? I guess Brambleclaw wants democracy. Those are like two sentences apart. <laughs> well, he's just saying like, oh, I wish, I wish we didn't just listen to Firestar. I wish he would uh, talk to all of us. You can talk to him. You need to say right? things. You, need to you just speak gotta words. literally say something. You need to speak your words out loud. And also, like, who is this? Who is this? This is so different from the cat from a book ago. Yeah. So before they reach the hollow, Firestar sends Brackenfur and the rest of the patrol off to explore more. Brambleclaw is going to come back with him. He need, he needs a cat, so he takes Brambleclaw. Cool. Can you guys, like, have Brambleclaw a cat, please? Brambleclaw asks what he needs to do. No, they're not. Firestar says they need a lot of moss and bedding for new nests. He wants Brambleclaw to collect as much as he can before it gets dark. What? That's a job for an apprentice. Usually, <laughs> but they're busy. Well, if you're going to act like that. Firestar tells him to just do it. Everyone needs to pitch in until their home is ready. Brambleclaw is very angry at this, and he takes it out on the moss. Back at camp, Squirrelflight had come back with the hunting patrol. She calls a greeting to him and says this place is great for prey. But he can't share her excitement. He doesn't bother to put his moss down to answer. He just brushes past her and stalked into camp. Like a loser. So yeah, he can't even communicate with her. Like, And he's just going to be more standoffish and a jerk. And uh, yeah, she, you know, called out a greeting for him. You know, she was being friendly and he just uh, totally was a tool about it. I can't believe my girlfriend hates me. Hey, babe, babe, you want to come hang out? God, I'm just, I'm just like hated by everyone. Even her dad hates me. Hey, I have this really important job for you to do. I need you to do it. Would you mind? Oh, God, I'm looked down and not respected by anyone. Man, this guy sucks. We should stop treating him with any respect since he just sucks so hard. It's almost as if your yeah. actions have consequences, you fool. Yeah, yeah, absolute buffoon. Yeah, I am. It's uh, I'm so tired. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like I'm being punished. I feel like I don't know what his. Hang on, one second. I'm Sisyphus. Um, I'm rolling that rock up the hill. And yeah. I'm. I'm. I had to Google who rolls the rock up the hill, and it's Sisyphus. I'm. I'm rolling that rock up the hill and the, and it's rolling back down it's me have mm -hmm. that the, the rock 
is Brambleclaw's character development. I, yeah. I'm rolling it up the hill, but rather than just a day, it's every other sentence with this kid. It's, it's, I read one sentence and I'm like, oh, okay, he's, he's coming around, he's starting to see the error of his ways. The next sentence, the next millisecond, totally different. Yeah. I, yep. it, it's, who's the guy, wait, hang on. It's Google Hour with Brenna. Hang on. <laughs> Prometheus. I'm Prometheus. I'm getting my liver picked out every day. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just gotta like bring up all the Greek myths of. I just want everyone. Yeah, you're to like know. you're like an old Greek man. We are suffering. <laughs> uh, and you're gonna suffer even more next chapter. I'm pretty sure. I, I gotta I gotta make sure what I think is gonna happen is gonna happen. But you're not gonna be happy about it. So. I haven't been happy this whole book, honestly. I've had... Yeah, you haven't. I've had moments of happiness. We had some good mom moments. Um, yeah, but it's mostly just been Brambleclaw and Hawkfrost frustrations. I want to be in... I want to be in the other sibling's brain. I hate splitting it between a pair of siblings. If... I'm, but how, imagine how bad it would be if we were in Hawkfrost and Bramble Star's brain only. Bramble Claw's brain only. That would be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst. That would be my punishment. I but I'm just like yeah. I don't want to be in this boy's brain anymore. I, can we be in like Longtail's brain next book? Like anywhere else? Anywhere else? A little sandstorm. That'd be oh, nice. That'd be nice. It'd be nice for her to. She's be a so level-headed and competent. Yeah. It'd, it'd be nice to be a character for her to be a character again. Uh, it sucks she's getting really the mom cool. treatment. Yeah, everyone does though. That's kind of that's that's kind of warrior cat's thing. Your character's now a mom. Say goodbye to them matter. All your development. Goodbye. You're just mom now. Just mom. Ugh. We'll kill you off when we need some angst. I think uh, they started a recent series and it seems like they've done a little bit better of a job with that. I hope so. So But it takes some I kind of had till series eight. I was kind of hoping, since this book came out in, like, 2009, that it would have improved. Uh, no. Cool. Well, I mean, yes, but not until not until the year 2022. And this one came out in 2006. Gotta, gotta. <sighs> Man, this boulder's gonna not stop being heavy. Atlas. No, you're just That's this another mountain will keep growing. We're yeah, Atlas, Atlas with the weight of the warrior cat's world on our shoulders. Yes. You do. It's just, except instead of the world, it's just a, a bunch of writhing cats. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost worse. <laughs> Is there anything more we want to cover before we end this episode? <sighs> no, um, I think this is a good place. Do I get any more we'll, uh We'll go back to... No, no. We'll, we'll go back to Leaf Paw uh, next chapter okay, and find good. out uh, who's yelling at her. Ah, ooh, okay, yeah. I do like that. Uh, there's a carrot. That I can continue to follow. Yeah, leaf paw. All right, folks. If you too want to uh, finally eat that carrot, so we'll just keep chasing it and hopefully we'll catch it next time. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at wcwitcast. And if you want to contact us directly, you can contact us at wcwitcast 
at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, the best way you can do that is to share it with a friend and be like, hey, Brenna definitely didn't swear this episode um, multiple times definitely because she not. was so frustrated with the character um, and wasn't just didn't realize because she just was so full of rage. So full of rage. Because I'm Amber Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?